What do you see when you look into the mirror? It was very, very weird because I was just falling out of the handstand all the time. How do you see yourself? And what does it look like when a circus artist is reflected all the time? And what happens if, like Alice in Wonderland, you step through the looking glass? This week, Makers for a Week, Lily Schlinker and Yannick Kramer are partner acrobats who work with special mirrors as their main prop, which truly gives a new and unique view on circus. You have so much more space for details when you do stuff on the mirrors, for example. this I think this is so cool because you see all the adjustments of the body so much better because, I don't know, it just it puts the focus to the detail, this, this mirror surface. This is Circus Whispers, a podcast by Tent House for Contemporary Circus, hosted by me, Maike Meus. Each episode, I interview circus makers who get the opportunity in the Maker for a Week program of Tent to do circus research. Why did the team of Tent choose Lily and Yannick as makers for a week? Rosa Bohn, one of the directors of Tent, explains. I think the biggest reason of choosing Lily and Yannick was because they really looked for how they could use the Maker for a Week to bring a new research perspective into their working practice. And they really managed to... Uh, describe in their application what like taking a distance from the creation and starting to research again what it hopefully would bring them and I think that was for us the biggest reason to choose them next to the fact that they have an interesting research questions in terms of of perspective and how yeah what your relation is to an audience or to looking at yourself or looking at others and um, but I think that it was really research-based was one of the most important things. How do you do circus research? That's a good question. I would say, like, if you would take the very um, narrow perspective, in a way, on circus, that circus is the relation between a body and an object in which the object can be your own body, uh, for me... And that's maybe really personal. A circus is really about uh, that you figure out different ways to use either your body, either the other, either the object that you're working with um, to see. And I think that's the inventiveness as well of circus to see what it does if you use it from another perspective or in another way. Yeah. And how do Lily and Yannick do that? What do they use for their research? <laughs> They use mirrors, um, which of course straight away gives you a different perspective. So as an audience member, you can look into the mirrors to look at them, either look at them and seeing their reflection in the mirror, um, which straight away gives you two perspectives to a situation, uh, but also creates amazing images. Um, like as a kid, you could play with a mirror on the wall, lifting your feet, uh, and then you see all of a sudden two feet, like it's it's if you're floating in the air. So it creates images that are not possible. So it, it creates the kind of visual impossibilities, which triggers my, at least my imagination. They also therefore make it very incitable 
how slow movement and like collaborating from body to body, what it means physically. For each episode, I interview the makers in the studio they're working in. This week, I'm in LikeMind Studio, next to the tent offices. Whenever I enter a space, I look up to see if there's sufficient height to perform circus. But in the case of Lily and Yannick, they check out the ceiling for a whole other reason. Our dream would be to play it a lot in like very clear rooms. And something that is special for our show is that we like to perform in spaces where the ceiling is very clean. <laughs> Because with having the mirrors on the floor, this is something the audience sees the whole time. So if it's a very, let's say, full ceiling with all sorts of cables or like, but this is the example of a non-clean ceiling, right? Yeah, I would say so. Even though what is nice about this ceiling is that at least it is only like one or two colors, like white and metal. But there are also, we have once performed in like a little street festival and kind of a beer tent which was red and white striped so then everything was red and white striped also the floor that we were performing on this way of looking immediately took my vision of circus upside down and we'll dive into the exploring of the mirrors later on but first let's start to get to know lily and yannick a bit better i asked them to describe one another. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Lily always looks very stylish, I would say, from from her how she dresses. Then, yeah, very, very pretty. I I love how she looks. <laughs> Lily is very organized, and she has quite a sense of I have to do these certain certain things to be successful or whatever or to 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 live <laughs> and I would say she's very gentle and she brings the kind of energy I sometimes like to get things going Yannick is a very calm person which I very enjoy because he's often the counterpart to my very high energy. Um, he is very much in his head, but he's also very good in sharing the right things. What to say more? There's so much. It's a bit hard to, to talk about a love partner and a work partner. There are so many layers and maybe there's not the... We don't want to share everything. He is quite average size I would say <laughs> he has very short hair at the moment which I think looks very good on him and if they had an ideal circus house what would it look like I think for sure like a living room which has like very high ceilings so you can rig something because Yannick is also doing straps and I think it's nice to just like have the possibility to hang somewhere and then of course like some kind of nice like these kind of rolling mats that can be a carpet i think a corner like this is very necessary yeah. and the lockdown we actually had like 
one part of our living room with uh, puzzle mats and then a bit of dance floor over it. Mm, probably some juggling balls laying around anywhere, so I can just grab them and fiddle around with them if I want to. Mm, and other than this, I have Lily with me anyway all the time, so <laughs> my prop is around. So. <laughs> is that your, that's your most important prop, so yeah. to say? Yeah, exactly. Something I always wonder about is how did people become a circus artist? For for my school, for my, I don't know, how do you say, yeah, high school, I guess, um, I had to do an internship and I didn't organize it so well. So then there were like a few more days left towards the deadline. And then my mother said, come on, I, I have this friend who works at the youth circus, uh, just do it there. And then I said, yeah, okay, why not? And this was my first contact with circus, actually. And then I had in this in this internship, I first were working a lot in the cafe and stuff like this, so more around. And then really with this exchange, there I had my first contact with actually doing it physically. And then since then, I'm kind of doing it. And for me, I um, always saw the circus tent from my kindergarten. Like my kindergarten was on the opposite uh, street side. And as a kid, I was very fascinated by this tent and I always wanted to go there. But um, to this time, my youth circus didn't take, or like they only started courses for people or for kids from the age of eight. So I had to wait a few years and then somehow the, yeah, just the excitement grew and grew and I really wanted to go there. And then I always did a lot of different hobbies on the side. But circus was the only thing that I continued to do. And what's the most fun of being a circus artist? I just love using my body in creative ways. Like I, yeah, I like finding ways of carrying people, I think. <laughs> yeah, and circus just gives me this possibility of doing it in the most creative way. And I also think what is very special about circus is that you can almost turn any idea into a concept. That right now we are working with mirrors, we had the idea to use this medium and now we can make a show out of it. And I think it's very, circus is very free in the way of how you can interpret different things, which is very nice. Circus Whispers is a way to learn more about research and creating circus and all the fun and challenges that come with this. I asked Lily and Yannick how their morning was. When I woke up this morning, it was a bit hard today, I must say. <laughs> I didn't get so easily out of bed. So my first thought was, hmm, I would like to stay in bed. But then when I actually got up, I was like just the day started and I thought yeah let's do it let's have another great day of residency let's let's uh, tackle this project yeah in my head there were a lot of administ how, how do you say this Ad administrative things so because sometimes I wake up and I immediately have a to-do list in my head and this was one of these moments where I was thinking oh no I still have to write this email and this email before we have the podcast or I have to contact this person because somebody will come later to join us in the studio. So I was still thinking, okay, I have to still manage a lot of small things before we start. So it was a busy, busy morning in my brain already. And how would they describe their research for this week in three words? Our research, I think, is very visual. 
I would say, quite abstract, um, but very captivating. Um, I try to add three different words. <laughs> I would say hypnotizing from the, the mirror surface. Then I would also say self-confronting, because that's our research question, basically. And the last word would be physical, like movement a lot. And, yeah. uh, funny, I would say at first, mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mirror, true. acrobatics and innovation, maybe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think for us, because we have spent already quite some time on the mirrors, we already look a bit further or it's like in applications and in in promo text you have to always find new words and also in our research it's the the starting point was really the mirror as an object but then the deeper we went in our research there was there are way more points coming to it so it's true like from very obvious things are acrobatics it's uh, innovation with having them on the floor and just mirrors as a thing but sometimes when you're working so much you don't see things anymore (laughs) and where does this research come from what was their starting point this was kind of the first project we wanted to do after school and then Uh, for various reasons it actually didn't end up happening and then we thought okay what do we want to do next and then somehow the idea came into our head how can we be four people on stage with actually just being two people and we um, like quickly thought about mirrors and then thought because often on stage mirrors are used in just like the classic way that they're standing upright that you can see Um, the performer but from the back or something like this but we were very intrigued in having mirrors on the floor to extend the space downwards and to kind of work against gravity and to be able to create like pyramids and shapes that are impossible in everyday life so this was the starting point and then we very much just researched a lot um, from a movement starting point and just were interested in all the shapes that are able to to be produced. And then more and more um, we found also like a topic we want to talk about. And what's the topic you want to talk about or you wanted to talk about when you dove into the first explorations with the mirror? I think in the beginning we thought immediately of the self-confrontation that comes with looking in a mirror and seeing yourself the whole time Um, but we then discovered quite quickly that this is actually not a topic we want to talk about in the show but it always came up again and again in the creation because we are constantly confronted with ourselves in the creation also when we perform. We're sitting next to the mirrors lying next to us on the floor but to fully grasp what we are talking about Yannick and Lily invited me to step onto the mirrors. So, um, so you in, you invited me to step onto the mirror. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it feels it feels weird yeah also to be standing upright if i sit closer it's it's different it's it's less high than i thought i thought it would be even deeper like a deeper hole or something it's really fun to see you and to be able to make eye contact while looking on the floor but still seeing you and you oh wow that's a crazy uh, way of in interviewing <laughs> okay and how does the introduction continue um with the mirror mm -hmm. mm, that's a good question i think it's just like this you first you do your first steps then you discover what you've just discovered ah it's actually not as deep as i thought or you 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 kind of sort your expectations to the reality and then you kind of start looking around and you see what possibilities with looking you can like open up because all the all the different angles of looking at people or looking at the audience or all these kind of thoughts they suddenly pop up so i guess the mirrors are very good in introducing themselves by <laughs> by this effect they did indeed i don't know about you but for me it felt a bit scary to step onto the mirrors lily explained that there are often two types of response from the audience yeah, it's interesting because often people are afraid that they break, but for two different reasons. Like half of the people, uh, I think they're afraid that our actions break the mirror, like they don't want the object to break. And then the other half is scared for us, that if the mirror breaks, it will hurt us. But it's very interesting to have like, you can really see two different types of people there, but our mirrors, they don't break. So what was it? like the first time when you did a handstand on the mirror? It was very, very weird because I was just falling out of the handstand all the time because I actually saw my legs where I didn't suspect the, uh, expect them to be. So then I, my brain suddenly went into correction mode and I said, okay, my leg is behind <laughs> my ear. I thought it would be more on the side. So then I corrected my body, but then I fell out of shape. So then actually the resp like the 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 feeling that you usually only have in circus was not corresponding with the visual information that i had so then it took me actually a while to understand to just switch off the visual brain when i do a handstand on the mirror and to go more into the feeling again what did they find out so far with their research so for this week now with TENT, we actually um, were very happy that we could take this week and to fully explore this topic again, to give it space and to see what kind of aspects out of this maybe we want to take into the show and maybe also not. But um, for this, we were very curious also to bring other circus artists and performers in because we have now spent so many hours on the mirrors and seeing ourselves so we kind of already developed tools how to deal with it but we were curious how it is for other people like especially yesterday there was melody nolan from um uh, on with us in the studio and she did handstands and this is like the perfect discipline i think to discover the mirrors with because you're constantly seeing yourself in the discipline like this is sometimes not so much in partner acrobatics but with her she had to look 
in her eyes the whole time to do handstands. And this was very much interesting to see how it changes her skill. Yeah. Because you suddenly see your leg behind your ear where you would usually never see it or you thought, oh, maybe it's a bit uh, more angled or something. Then we stood up and looked at the papers lying around their mirrored floor. This was from the exploration from this week uh, where we were asking the people to uh, tell associations to the word mirror. So, of course, there is narcissism and... Uh, supernatural, kaleidoscope, smile, shiny, um, reflections, fragile, snow white, uh, seven years of bad luck if you break a mirror or the saying of holding up a mirror to another person, self-assessment, perspective shift. So funny, you're not reading the word that, that immediately caught my eye. Which one? Silver. Silver. Ah, I, I, <laughs> I skipped over it. Not on purpose, I think. Yeah, silver. Structure, tools, more, more paper. Question. Question two. Oh yeah, how did you, how did seeing yourself while performing influence you? Perspective audience. Oh yeah. These were questions that we asked the, the people that we invited in the studio in the end of the day? Um, I think what I was really surprised by is that no one had the experience of really a lot of self-judgment while they were on the mirrors because in my head, I when I when I see a mirror or see myself in the mirror, I immediately start to think, oh, do I look good now or stuff like this? And then depending on my mood, I decide, oh, I look good or I don't look good. And I was really surprised that this didn't affect the people so much, which is nice, I think. Bringing new people in during your residency or research is something not everybody does. But for Lily and Yannick, it was maybe the most important aspect during their Maker for a Week residency. Yeah, I think what I think is very important for residencies in general to not be afraid to bring people in. I think we're sometimes quite good in this to keep people out because we're perfectionists and we only want to share when it's done. But this is very helpful to get in people, to talk with them, also just about ideas that you have and to see how they can maybe grow and to um, come, become something bigger and to not be afraid of, of failing. And what about their future? That's a good question. I think I see myself for sure still in the circus world, but I think um, also in a bit different roles. Like I'm not sure if I will still be performing. Maybe yes, maybe not. But I think I would also really like to explore more being on the production side or even directing. I think there is still a lot to explore. And for me, I after after this uh, process is done, like the pre the creation phase and the performing phase is done I will probably have a moment of uh, reassessment if I really want to want to be a circus performer and if I want to then I would also really like to try to be more of an interpret also to not always just do your own pieces but to join a creation yeah yeah and uh, how, how do you end a day because it's long days right in the studio yeah it's 
rather long, but uh, we always, or usually we end with uh, a lot of foam rolling <laughs> and some, <laughs> some relaxed stretching and some chill music. So like a little fade out. A little fade out. To shift the lens of how we look at circus and ourselves. From sometimes blurry vision to precise focus and looking with a fresh eye ahead. How does Rosa look back on Lily and Yannick's research week? I think they really used the week as, as, as they wrote down in their application. So they invited a lot of other makers to talk about their work, to talk about what uh, these mirrors uh, mean to them as performers, but also what it means to them as audience members. And they were really able to to step aside from creating uh, and to dive into actually uh, into the basics of, of what they're creating. It gave them a fresh um, insight on the research that they are doing, because if you're in creation, uh, it's sometimes hard to, to really step back and, and, and to, to have a fresh look at your own material and by inviting all the other performers and makers they were again them they enabled themselves to to take a fresh look at their material again uh, and i think they really used this immensely well this was the second episode of the third season of circus whispers thanks very much for listening please subscribe to be the first to hear the next episode and share it with your friends We're really happy that you're listening from all corners of the globe. From Accra to Munich, from New York to Wevelgem. It means the world to us. And if you like, please drop us a line at info at tent.eu. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Circus Whispers is a production of Tent House for Contemporary Circus, hosted, produced and edited by me, Maike Muis. Big words of thanks to Lily Schlinker and Janik Kramer, Rosa Bohn and the team of Tent. This year's Maker for a Week are Sarah Rumbaut and Sianna Bruce, Lily Schlinker and Janik Kramer, Susanna Pavola, Samuel Reiner, Fenja Bartoldres and Hanna de Vletter. Tent is supported by Amsterdam Fonds for the Kunsten. Dutch Performing Art Fund and Prins Bernhard Cultuurfonds. More info via tent.eu. Circus so,